0: Welcome back to 3HL, 104.5 The Zone, Radio Row, presented by our friends at Ferguson, HVAC. Two Rivers Ford and a Moment's Peace Salon and Day Spa. And uh, we, we run into all kinds of interesting people that we enjoy talking with. Hopefully you enjoy these conversations as well. Trey Wingo joins us now uh, from Caesars Sportsbook. Trey, what's up? How are you, man? Well, one of the interesting people showing up because that, that can't be me. So let's get to the interesting people. You are an interesting person. Stop with that. Um, you've, got a, you've got a play sheet on you, which we'll get to, with all kinds of props, prop bets. Caesars has two, over 2,000 prop bets, which it's funny because people love to bet games, but when the Super Bowl rolls around, it's like 50-50 on prop bets in the game itself. Yeah, listen, and actually, the whole prop bets
1: craze was was born out of a, a crazy bet for Super Bowl XX. Caesars Palace put odds on William the Refrigerator Perry scoring a touchdown, and he did in the third quarter. He ran one in, and to Mike Ditka's undying shame, Walter Payton, did not in that game, and he regrets it to this day. So that's one of – it's called the fridge prop, but it's it's like – and any defensive player to score an offensive touchdown, and that, that's significant because we've had, you know, Malik Jackson recover a fumble uh, and scored a touchdown. This is an, a, a defensive player scoring an offensive touchdown. It's only happened three times: once to the fridge, and twice to Mike Vrabel, who caught touchdown passes from, uh, from as you guys know from from Tommy B in Super Bowls thirty-eight and thirty-nine. So that's it. That's that's why it's one of the more famous ones out there.
2: Okay, so yeah, huh? who would be your favorite? Because, you know, we got to go a little deeper here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, names. Jalen Ramsey, by the way, is a local kid. But who would you be? Who would be maybe a pick of a defensive guy that could handle that? Well,
1: we've, we've seen a lot of thick sixes, you know, over the last few years. I think, uh, wasn't it Brian Kelly uh, for the Titans scored a touchdown in the AFC Championship game a couple years ago on a touchdown pass from Tannehill? So, was it Kelly? Dennis Kelly, Dennis, Dennis, Kelly. Dennis Kelly. Kelly, Dennis Kelly. Sorry, I've got the former Notre Dame guy who thinks he's uh, Louisiana born and bred now on my mind. Speaking
0: dance. Yeah, exactly. By the way, I mean, w- wouldn't you love the opportunity to cover that on SportsCenter back in the day? Oh <laughs> uh, uh, the best part is that guy he danced with signed with Alabama. That's, that's my favorite part.
1: So, yeah, I, I, would go, I, I would maybe go like Andrew Whitworth, uh, maybe oh, yeah. if 40 years old, starting left tackle for the Rams. Or I would do Jalen Ramsey because you put him in a package. He's so athletic, it'd be easy for him to get where he needs to be. So...
2: I remember that dude in high school, covering him in high school. He could do everything, basketball, football, you name it. Like, he took care of it.
1: And he'll tell you about it.
2: Yeah, Yep. Yeah. Confidence. It ain't, it
1: ain't bragging if you back it up. Yeah, that's the way it goes, man.
2: Um, speaking of him, just to get into kind of X's and O's and and what Jalen Ramsey does, and obviously he's we talk about his confidence. He's very vocal about you know who he wants to be on, how he wants to be utilized. But how do you think they utilize him? Is it on Chase? Is it what's the best way to utilize
1: him? Well, it's funny you say that because I just tweeted something about that this morning. I don't want to make sure I get it correct for you guys here because I want to come correct for you guys. Uh, very simply, the question is going to be what's going to happen with them. Uh, the Bengals have won seven of eight games this season when Jamar Chase has had at least 90 receiving yards. So will the Rams lock J- uh, Jalen Ramsey on him? Uh, right now, Ramsey Ramsey's only allowed 60-plus receiving yards in primary coverage against a wide receiver. So on a lot of levels, it would make sense for them to try and take him out of the contest.
0: You're a big NFL guy, Trey Wingo with us on 3HL. Um, at, at what point in your childhood did you decide, NFL is, is th- what I love?
1: That's a great question, and it you know I, I grew up in the Northeast where college football does not exist really. Um, the, the one of the first games I ever remember watching we had, we would lived overseas for a few years when I was young, and then uh, we came back and it was a Monday night game between the Cowboys and the Cardinals, and my mom and dad were both from Texas and like oh Dallas Cowboys Texas I'm like oh, okay that'll be my team I didn't know any better, uh, and they won a lot so that that's when it started literally it started when I was like six six years old or seven, six years old, and I just remember thinking this was the coolest thing in the world. And it's always been my favorite sport. And you were high school teammates with Steve Young. Uh, I was in, you same, was in the same school. Same school, yeah. But you say teammates. Yeah, I also, well, well, teammates in the sense that I watched them play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I want
0: to know, when, when you're looking at him and you saw Steve Young, did you see something in him? Because we had Mike Dettelier on, and he was talking about Joe Burrow, and he could see something in him. Did you see something in Steve Young similar to Joe Burrow? No. Hell no. he <laughs> like, he Pretty close. He, he, went to, uh, he went to BYU as right. a
1: defensive back. Of <laughs> course. He completed 41% of his passes in high school. 41%. How he completed 41, I have no idea. Um, because we ran a veer offense. Like, he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Okay? It, if Steve Young was skydiving, he would have missed Earth. That's how inaccurate he was as a passer. Like, but you know, he didn't have all these, but he'll tell you this. No. And, we, and this Half Forgotten History podcast plug it out, Trey Wingo presents. Um, you know, he, he didn't know anything. And then he went to college in BYU, and, and he got with some good coaching. And they had a couple of guys who, uh, they had a couple of guys go on their Mormon mission, so they needed a backup quarterback, and that's how we got it all started.
0: So you like, transition that to Joe Burrow. What do you see in this guy?
1: He's an assassin. Yeah. I mean, like, he, he's never going to have the best numbers, even though he completed 70% of his passes, 4,600 yards, 34 touchdowns. Joe's ability, is, his best ability is to hang around, like in the game against the Titans. Yeah. He was sacked nine times. And all he needed was one throw. After Tannehill threw the tipped interception, he got he, need, he made the one throw he needed to make in the AFC Championship game. They're down 21-3. to 3. It's all going sideways. The Chiefs gacked that game away. Um, they did. Most games are lost, not one. Uh, and then we had to figure that out. And he was like, just give me a chance. Give the kid a chance. He'll make a play. On that third and seven scramble away from Chris Jones, he hadn't had a scramble on third down longer than one yard all year. So, of course, he gets seven when they have to. I mean, that's who he is. He's just, he's, he, he will, yeah, he will steal a game. He will steal a game for you.
2: You mentioned most games are, you know, lost, not won. Obviously, yeah. Titans fans in Nashville that are listening right now kind of feel like maybe that was yeah. one against Cincinnati. You talked about the nine sacks and then the three picks by by Tannehill. Obviously, you know, um, kind of turned turned the page and gave Joey Burrow the the chance to win that game. But um, you look at this Rams defense and what they do, and you look at this Cincinnati offensive line. Is that kind of a matchup that you look yeah. at that's important in this
1: one? Listen, the Bengals have two fatal flaws. Okay. Joe Burrow was sacked 51 times in the regular season, most of any quarterback. He's the first most sacked quarterback to ever make it to the Super Bowl. So that's a fatal flaw right there. In the playoffs, the Bengals are giving up 5.9 yards per rush on the ground defensively. That's a fatal flaw. I mean, if the Chiefs had just handed the ball off the entire second half, they would be here. So the Bengals have two absolutely fatal flaws, but they're here. They're young and dumb in the best possible way. I don't mean that in like they're stupid. They're like, they don't know failure. Like the Rams, Sean McVay knows what it's like to be here and lose. Matthew Stafford has, has waited for this moment since 2009. Aaron Taylor still regrets a stunt he made in Super Bowl 53 that allowed Sony Michelle to pick up 46 yards and take him out of uh, being pinned at their one-yard line. So the Rams can't think about any of that stuff. If they start thinking about that stuff, they're toast. They're
0: toast. Trey Wingo with us on 3HL talking about the Titans. So, tough year for them. They really had to grind with all the injuries, you used 91 players, an NFL record. They do earn the number one seed, have the home game, and then, as Don pointed out, three interceptions later, you're out and sitting at home. Titans fans wondering what's next for this group. What do you think about this organization, where Mike Vrabel has it? Uh, first of all, Mike Vrabel's the coach of the year, hands
1: down, no question asked. If he doesn't, you know, it's, it's a joke because – what he did without their best player for over half the season in Derrick Henry, and it's not even close that Derrick Henry's the best player, I mean, like, if Matt LaFleur loses Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams, are they the number one seed? Hell no. It's not going to happen. So Vrabel's the coach of the year, I love Robinson as a general manager, they just need to find a better quarterback, and it's that simple. Like, the difference in that game,
0: Ryan Tannehill was a guy, Joey Burrow was a dude. So moving forward, you don't think Tannehill's the kind of guy that, that can win you a Super Bowl? Listen. Am putting words in your
1: mouth? No, no, no. Jeff Hostetler won a Super Bowl. I mean, is it possible? Yes. But if I'm, if
0: I'm looking at that team, I feel like we need an upgrade there. So if you look at that and you say Tanne- Tannehill is the upgrade, is it okay to the guy that he's handing the ball off in the back or in the backfield? Is he going downhill, coming off the foot injury, or you need him on the shelf that, get what you can and trade bait and – Move on. Yeah. Here we go. Let's <laughs> get here. Let's get here. Let's let's dig that hole for me. Uh, <laughs> trade Derrick Henry. Trade Wingo.
1: What's his uh, Twitter? Uh, 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 not, not this one. Uh, listen, I, Derrick Henry should have been... Done five years ago. I mean, like he had 475 carries in high school one season. I mean, it's ridiculous. So, he he's the ultimate outlier. Uh, I would be concerned about a foot injury though. Like you know, like a toe ended Deion Sanders' career. You know, the foot is your base of everything that you do. But um, he was killing it up until that injury. He was on pace to do have a better season than he did the year before or the two years ago when he had the 2,000 yard season. No, last last year. Um, I, I, he, he's the base of their offense, and I, I think you just find a, a better compliment around him at this point. He's still got a few years.
0: Trey Wingo with us on 3HL. Did I read that your dad was the founding editor of People Magazine? Did you ever write for People Magazine when you were a kid? I did not, but it's funny you bring that up. My dad also covered Super Bowl One here wow. for
1: Life Magazine, and we did a piece on Caesars that's going to be dropping sometime in the next few days. We we brought him back. He lives in Rancho Mirage. We got him out here. We went around SoFi and talked about the differences between Super Bowl One, which didn't even make the issue in Life Magazine. It was such a nothing burger it didn't even make the it didn't even make the article into the magazine to obviously this being the only thing 100 million Americans can agree on is to decide to watch a super bowl like it's the only thing that brings us together yeah
2: that's fabulous. That's amazing to me. Like I can't wait to see that. All right, just kind of wrapping it up, circling it back around. Your title at Caesar's Sportsbook: You're the official trend. What are you, CEO, chief,
1: chief of- trends officer, and brand ambassador? Yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. mouthful. You're, you're yeah. That guy. So yeah.
2: What, what are the trends we're seeing right now in sports betting for the Super Bowl? Well,
1: the line at Caesar's just dropped. It was four and a half to start the week in favor of the Rams. It's now three and a half. Oh. Uh, it's now three and a half in favor of the Rams, so that should tell you where the money's coming in. Um, listen, I the Bengals should not be here, but they're here. The Rams are the better team. But since Super Bowl Forty Two, Jimmy, I want to get this right, since Super Bowl Forty 8 of 14 dogs have won, correct? And before that, 12% of underdogs won. We're on a stretch where underdogs have won 21, 29, 29. So we're, we're on a stretch where... By the way, that's the great Jim Carr, researcher for me at Caesar Sportsbook, who was with me on the draft at ESPN for many years. He's the greatest. Jim looks, like he, yeah, he he
0: looks like he has all of the numbers yeah. in his head.
1: Every, Every number is in his head. Jim knows everything. But anyway, so we're on this trend of eight of 14 dogs have won. If you're asking me who has a better team, it's absolutely the Rams. But there's a little something about this, uh, about this Rams team. There's something about it. So I, I can't put my finger, I mean, this Bengals team. I can't put my finger. They shouldn't be here, but they're here.
0: Trey Wingo, Caesar Sportsbook. They've got everything for you, all of the props and uh we, we talked with Kenny Main about his props and <laughs> It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, what, what's the podcast again, hit that, hit that, because people need to rate, review, subscribe, all of those things.
1: Yeah, Trey Wingo presents his The YouTube page is called Half Forgotten History. We do a bunch of great. Ep- we just dropped one today with Tory Holt. Timing is perfect. Uh, the guy who, st- by the way, Jamar Chase is trying to chase his record down. Oh, uh, what a play on words. Um, Torrey has the record for most receiving yards by a rookie in the Super Bowl, 109. Jamar Chase has bl- obliterated everything. That's the next one for him. So the Tory Holt episode drops today. You can get it wherever you get your podcast, Half Forgotten History.
0: Trey Wingo, thank you, buddy.
1: You got it, guys. Appreciate
0: it. 3HL, 104.5 The Zone.